0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TRS Live with your hosts Brian Keller, Matt Trotz, and Zach Hoffman, presented by The Real Shot. I'm
1: a dude is here forever. EQ. Forever. Triumph.
2: Forever. Yeah. Forever. I'm a,
1: ball, I'm a, I'm a dude is here forever. All you hate is better get
3: comfy This the day you have been waiting on Y'all road is spinning to get bumpy It's the track I'm making
2: my statement on I ain't going nowhere This the place that I'm making home I'll do this shit forever Hit the gas and I'm taking off I was born with passion My job is never ending And my hustle's everlasting No matter what, I'm gon' fall Even with my back to the wall And the best part is that this is the beginning I'ma do
1: this here forever Go. What's going on, everybody? Good morning, everybody. Good
4: morning, everybody. morning,
1: Adam. How's everybody today? It's beautiful outside to start the day. We had a big rainstorm out by me yesterday. Nate's watching.
4: <laughs> Nate Han's watching. Hey, Nate. You better just be eating breakfast, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna leave it at that. This is, you better, be you better just be eating
1: breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, the, the inside story behind that is he informed us that his phone is waterproof, so he listens to the show while he showers. <laughs> oh, gee, <laughs> that's more than we need to know. That's more than that's we what need to know. know. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, Nahon may or may not be in the shower this morning. Morning, <laughs> Tony. So, all right. cool, well, oh. we're coming off a real busy weekend, a lot of big fishing going on, fish are being caught all over the place, I actually caught one of my best bass in a long time off of shore this weekend, so I know there's a lot of largies, a lot of smallies sitting on beds, post, getting into pre-spawn, post spawn. I mean, we're seeing a lot of everything right now, so we're joined with the second Wisco winner, we have Gary sitting here, you went up to Sturgeon Bay this last Sunday, and you put a clinic on, right?
3: Um, I would... I would I wouldn't say a clinic, but I did well. You
1: did well. <laughs>
3: uh, I, I didn't catch a lot of fish, but the ones I caught were the quality ones, and that's what you need to take to, take the win on team.
1: take tournament. the win. Yep. Yeah. And it was what I thought was really cool is not only did you win it, but you also caught big bass too.
3: I did. I- it usually to- helps.
1: Yeah. yeah, it usually helps. But I mean, how many? How many? We're lucky enough to have you on here, first of all. But then we also have a big bass winner too on here. So that was.
4: He's also leader of the angler. Of the I year, saw that.
1: Too. Yeah, you're right here, right behind. And then the last guy, Brandon Meyer, is right, right in your. Uh, yes,
3: Brandon's right on my heels.
4: Right on your <laughs> heels, and we're,
1: and we're not far away. We go to uh, Green Lake here in what a week. Yep. Yes. I mean, Brian, you were out to Green not too long ago, and you said first of all good news for everybody cell phone reception yeah, cell coverage. phone
4: coverage is awesome there so we'll be able to bring the on the water live stuff back
1: yeah awesome which nice. i mean unfortunately the sturgeon bay one didn't work out we were kind of bummed i think everybody was kind of bummed i mean we had some anglers messaging me saying oh, i need a cameraman i need a cameraman and so we're like well unfortunately but we did cover the weigh-in and that's you know that's a good you know good important thing but green lake right now is a Two thumbs up, and we're ready to roll for that one. I caught some monsters on Tuesday last week, too. <sighs> and it was s-
4: Wednesday last week. And he saw a monster, too. Yeah, that was, was a musky, but... Right. I <laughs> saw a fifty <laughs> inch musky cruising around my boys wow. doing circles. That's a, and, good, that's
3: a good
1: one. And I'm excited for that one, because that's a real clear lake. It is. I mean, and it's deep, it's cold in some areas, and we should be hitting it just about right. And it's Father's Day weekend, too, so, you know, the dads will be hopefully joining us and watching everything and cheering everybody on, so... Let's get right into Sunday. Now, we have coming off a bunch of cold fronts. Yes. Cold front upon cold front upon cold front, and then rain and everything like that. What were conditions like in the morning right away before launch and everything like that?
3: Well, the, the sun was bright, but what we had was we had a, a, a hard north wind, which made things a little difficult for a lot of fishermen. Um, coming out of the mouth of little sturgeon, I mean, I've fished up there a lot over the years, and that was probably about the second worst wave action I've seen. I mean, we were dealing with four to five with a six mixed in there every once in a while. Wow. So a lot of people, they thought they were going somewhere, but when they got rounded the corner, they changed their mind real quick.
1: Now, I, I was not up there. Um, and Phil, for anybody in from where you guys launched, is there like a big seawall then that you're kind of hitting in until you get around the seawall or something? There, like the a
3: cove. There's a cove. Oh. Yeah, there's a cove there which protects all the marina that we were taking off out of. Okay. So sitting there, you didn't really realize how bad it was. But once you got out past it, all the no-wake buoys and then the the, the gu- guide markers to get you out to the main channel, you, you realized real
1: quick <laughs> <laughs> what you were in for. <laughs> and so you've been tournament fishing for how many years?
3: Um, I'm probably pushing a little over 20 years. Wow. Yeah, I've been doing it for a while.
1: That's awesome. So, I mean, like you said, for 20 years of tournament fishing, let alone just tw- you know how many plus years of just fishing here, your- the second worst conditions you possibly have ever seen, that's yes. insane. Yes. And that's what we mostly had was north, w- north winds. You said northeast that's winds. That's what – north,
4: northeast is terrible on the bay. It is. That's what – see, the cold front wasn't so bad. So leading up to this tournament, there was some couple big tournaments in Sturgeon Bay. Yep. Had huge weights, right, like just off the chart, 30-pound bags. I mean, just huge weights. Well, when the cold front – the cold front wasn't air temperature as much as it was wind. When the wind – what happens on the bay is it's real deep out there. All that wind blows all that cold water in into those back pockets where these bass are trying to sma- spawn, Yep. drops the water temp, and that's what freaked them all out. Because oh. yeah, leading up to this, I don't know how your pre-fishing was, but the guys I was talking to, it was like, holy crap. It was tough. But worst it was fishing, a struggle. Well, it was the worst fishing they had seen up there in years. I mean, I talked to Travis, who took second before I talked to him. He said, I haven't caught a fish in three days. I mean, this was this was like three days before the tournament even, but – obviously figured something out
3: <laughs> he did uh <laughs> a lot of the males had pushed back up onto beds okay and um i believe that's how he caught most of his fish okay
1: i mean for that area catching little to no fish that's pretty unheard of oh, at it's, times it's ridiculous
4: i mean there's a lot of guys i know nick just joined he
1: was one of them that was like this is the worst
4: i've ever seen this is crazy oh really Yeah. Oh, it was, it was really bad
1: wow <clears throat> so strategy going into it you, you get you, you pre-fished ahead of time what, what kind of things did you did you keep in mind when you were pre-fishing, knowing the conditions you were rolling into?
3: Well, I I also fished them early tournaments up there in Sturgeon Bay. Okay. Um, a lot of people know, but Kyle and I are also team partners. Oh, okay, cool. So Kyle and I fished the, the first Sturgeon Bay tournament. We did fairly well, took second. Then we went into the, the big Sturgeon Bay tournament. We finished 14th there.
1: Out of how many boats was that one? Um,
3: I believe it was like 146.
1: Oh, wow, that's awesome.
3: And then you had the holiday weekend. Yep. And everybody was up there fishing so I knew them lower bays had took a quite a beating yep so my strategy was to try to get into some little bit colder water up north where the fish hadn't quite moved in yet okay so that's what I focused on so the holiday weekend I spent two days up there looking for a school of big pre-spawn fish I did not find them <laughs> I did not find them I got up there the water temperatures were 46 degrees yeah,
1: that's crazy. anywhere from
3: 44.5 to 46 degrees so they just weren't in yet.
1: What were they showing in the lower bay? What were temps?
3: They were. It was pushing like 50, 51. Because like you said, we had all the north winds. Yep. We had some days where it was warmer, but as soon as the north wind came, they would cool it right back off. Gotcha. that's
4: a back to the run, obviously in the big waves and whatever. That's the scariest part for a lot of guys is that water temp. You go in, right? You make a bad mistake, and you know, you know what I mean. Bass bolts aren't really made for five, six footers, or, right? You know what I mean, like guys know how to ride them you can but you go in in 45 46 49 degree water you've got a minute before hypothermia sets in that is correct I and mean, that's real shit <laughs> right I mean, a minute yeah yeah you're yeah, yourself there's no there's no saving you there's no calling anybody you're you know you're screwed
3: <laughs> right i mean it's it's, and it's that's a, a real it's deal it's a real deal you're right it's always it's, it's my worst fear really yeah in the spring
1: well we have all this latest and greatest technology but still i mean the first thing is is everybody panics which we never hope that happens to anybody, but you panic first, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're freezing. And so, okay, so anyways, back well, to – Nick
4: just made a comment here. He said practice is bad for catching females. You could go shallow and catch two-pounders up shallow anywhere you want, but for a tournament guy, two-pounders don't do you any good. And that's kind of what you were saying. You're like, "Yup, I know that's not going to happen. Those bays are going to get pounded. i got to find something else.
1: That's, that's That
3: was my game plan. You're right.
1: So – glad to see nathan said he's just waking up yeah, right. <laughs> give him 25
0: more minutes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's the show everybody <laughs>
1: oh uh, i lost i just lost track after that yeah. kind of comment well, we <laughs> so we're, we're okay so pre-fishing you headed to some colder water i did trying to find some big females that are just in the staging areas and you didn't find them. i,
3: I did not find them all i could find was the the three to three and a half pound
1: males Okay. I mean,
3: they were fat fish, but they just weren't. I knew, in them tournaments up there, you gotta have, you gotta have a five pound average or better Holy to have man. a chance to win it.
1: Right. It's a sad day, I think, when three pounders don't really mean anything. No, they really don't.
3: Well, even next one, a big green, three pounders don't mean anything either. You're, you're right. Big green also is a big fish.
4: Really? Day, yes.
1: To me, it's just I just can't imagine. You know, I'm, I'm just a shore fisherman. I like to just catching fish, just like a lot of people do. But you know, in a tournament situation, if you can't, if a three pounder doesn't mean much, I mean, that's. How, how? I mean, how much effort does it? How do you find bigger fish and three pounders? Strategy. <laughs> that's the trick, right? It yeah, is the that's trick. A trick. That's, that's, that's a million that's dollar question. That's what separates the good, good guys winning. from the bad guys. <laughs> right. Okay. So we're so let's fill fill us in now. So now pre or, uh pre-fishing didn't go as well as you wanted to right. over the holiday weekend. Right.
3: So Saturday I got back out, and I and I and I checked the the flats. Okay. In Sturgeon Bay. And, again, the males were up on the beds. I I could do 21, 22. I felt comfortable with that there. Yep. But, again, I knew that wasn't going to do it. So I said, well, to myself, I'm going (laughs) to run back up north. I got one area that I got to check. The water temperature warmed up a couple degrees during the week. Let me go check it. So I ran up towards Egg Harbor. So I didn't go way up north. I went about halfway up. And there's a little spot that I found years ago, and I ain't fished it in a couple years. I, I pulled in there. And my first cast, I caught a (laughs) six-pounder. I'm like, okay, is this a fluke, or is this really going to happen? Slowly start backing (laughs) on that spot. So I so no, actually, I made another cast, and I got bit, and I lost it. So I made a couple more casts, nothing, nothing, nothing. I changed baits. I threw a jerk bait up there, and I caught another five-and-a-half. Oh, nice. So I, okay, they're up here. So I knew there was two areas just like that within a mile stretch. I said, okay, this is where I'm going to come. I'm going to start up here tomorrow morning doesn't work out i'm gonna fall back on the on the bed fish
1: on the three yep, the three pound males
3: right so obviously the first day i rounded the corner and i seen them waves and i'm <laughs> at, and right away i'm guessing to myself do i do it or do I not i said well if i take my time i can get up there and if they're there i'm gonna win this tournament
1: so on a normal day when water conditions are good as far as like the waves and everything like that how far of a, i don't want to give away secret spots or anything like that but how long of a boat trip is it to that spot you were gonna to go to
3: um, on a good day, it's 20 minutes.
1: On a bad day, it's... An hour and 20 minutes. Oh, my God. It's 20 miles. Okay. But either way, that's insane. Yes. Oh, especially in a tournament condition. I mean, you're adding a lot more stake if you go well, up there and they're you, not there.
4: Right. Yeah, you lose your time. You're it's like, I'd be, three hours of your day that you're just driving uh, the boat. Right.
3: It, it was definitely a gamble, but that was the only place I could catch the real big fish. Yep. So I, you know, I've done this long enough to know where... If you don't take a chance, you're probably not gonna do it. So, right. So I took the chance and it paid off.
1: It paid off. Right. And then were they on the jerk bait bite then again or uh,
3: actually actually there was some sand spots because once that water temperature gets about fifty degrees, you get a green slime on the bottom. So you can't drag a tube. You get, you gotta Smeck sh- you, sh- got, you, sh- sh- <laughs> you gotta stay off the bottom. Yep. Unless you find these sand spots within these these this chunk rock. And that's what I had there. Okay. So I was catching them on the Kitech. Yep. And then I was catching them on a tube
1: okay yes yep yeah that schmeckin was the word term that uh dan elsner with get bits brought in here that day yep. for us and that was the word of the day during dan's visit so so you're dragging tubes you're you know you're throwing the kitex yes and now how far to the day did he did you hook into a good one then
3: um my third cast i had a six three oh so man. at that point and i knew they were still there i just i at that point i slowed down a little bit and focused on what i was doing and Within an hour and a half, I had 20 over 25 pounds.
1: Wow. Well, let
4: me ask you this. So pre-fishing, you had the bite on what? Jerk bait? What was the other one on? tech. On a tech. Swimming okay. a, okay. a tech. Right. Which is pretty common up there.
3: Yeah, I, I do something a little different with the tech. A lot of people use the the, the the 3-3 or the 3-8 fat. I like the skinny one. Okay. I like oh, the, oh. the swing impact. Um, because it more resembles a smell, which is their main forage up there. Okay. Um, until that water temperature gets in the mid fifties, that's what they're eating. They're eating smell. Okay. Um, once it gets to the mid fifties, it goes to gobies and crawfish. So that's why I, I, I chose that.
1: And does that matter? Is that because that forage base doesn't move in until that water temp is uh, warmer as well? Or
3: Well, the gobies are all deep and they're, they're in the mud, just like the crawfish. And once that water temperature warms up, they rise up,
1: they rise up. Okay okay
3: and and they start to go shallower
1: okay nice so you're feeling pretty confident in there and it helps a
4: lot when your first fish of the day is pushing seven right (laughs) six and a half that helps
3: it
1: does it does and did you stay up there majority of the day then
3: i stayed up there for another three hours but i was only able to call one time when i caught that six that six five one
1: and that was also the big bass and that was also the big bass (laughs) of the tournament (laughs) awesome that's so cool so now, now we got we got that one in. You come in here, you're feeling, you're in line, at the weigh-in. You're talking to guys in line. What are what are consensus? Are a lot of guys at the struggle, bus? or
3: everybody was saying how tough it was. So, as, that, so as as it's getting closer to me getting up to the scales, I'm like, man, I might have a shot here.
1: What uh, were a lot of other guys? Um, were they going to the, the site fishing aspect, or
3: I would say the majority of the guys because of the weather. I mean, a lot of guys I think planned on going to the northern part of the door county but because of the weather they held back okay um you had the guys with the big walleye boats i mean i saw boats going north i wasn't the only one that went north okay um but the guy majority did bed fish in the lower bays
1: okay so you, you, you nice you're feeling a little bit confident mm-hmm. did you
3: when you when you got done did you stay
4: up there all day did you come back no, early I, or I, did I, you?
3: I went back into the flats probably around eleven
1: thirty. Okay. Uh, Twelve o'clock somewhere in that area. But
3: you're ahead, pretty much your weight. I that. I did. I never
1: upgraded after that. Is that kind of unheard of? Not to call up, up in a situation well, once like that. You get I to mean, a if certain
4: I'd... weight, it's kind of hard, right? Like once you get to like well, yeah. twenty-five pound plus, it takes. It takes a really big fish to kick out a five-pounder well, five That's what I'm a saying, a yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets harder the bigger your weight gets the call. It's just harder to do it. Were that. you
1: seeing a lot of
3: fish, too? Um, up there, I did not see them because I was making long casts of these sand okay, spots. Yep. I could see the sand spots. I was only fishing in, like, five to six feet of water. Okay. And I could see the, the darkness of the chunk rock, but then you could see the light spot of the sand. Yep. And, and you had to throw your bait in the, the tube. You had to throw there and just leave it sit there and leave it in that sand spot as long as possible. And then all of a sudden, one would just pick it up. Come out of nowhere and just pick it up.
1: Just pick it right up. Yes.
3: Well, the water's so clear, they can, those fish can see.
4: Right. right. And that's, that's how
1: you got to make long uh, cast. So, like... What about a, for for people that are tuning in, I mean, what about a rig setup then? I mean, are you, you got to fish a long floral leader or anything like that? Or do you uh, tie direct?
3: Nope. I, I actually use a PowerPro line with a fluorocarbon leader. And I typically leave about a four foot leader. Okay. And, it, and I typically use about an eight to 10.
1: I mean, because in that clear water and those kind of conditions, them fish are getting a lot smarter. They see a lot of baits, right? Am I wrong in saying that? I,
3: at that point up there, I don't think they had seen quite a few. Quite a
4: lot okay, of get that just far, yet. but
1: down maybe that, down in the southern was, bays. That was part of why he said
4: he wanted to go north.
1: Yep. Because those southern bays, yep, we're pounded. We're just they had seen a lot of lures. They've
4: seen everything: live bait, under slip bobbers, to yeah. tubes, to kitex. They've to, seen everything. Know.
1: But I mean, the fish you're catching are not one year old fish. I mean, th- those fish are also educated in a way as well, right? Yes. So they've they've seen. Yeah, o- I
4: don't know how smart a fish is year after year. <laughs> Be interesting.
1: I was, I often think that's of that a whole way. other topic because no, I've really. had
4: this. Why well, I've had this whole conversation with salmon, for instance, right? Four-year-old salmon, you can't catch them the same way today you could fifteen years ago.
1: Right? How is that well, possible?
4: Salmon only live four years. Right. Mm-hmm. The forage base hasn't changed. Why can't you go out there and pull a Dodger and a Coho Joe and catch a fish? It won't work. Right. Right. Like
3: did their did their food base change?
4: Well, it, it hasn't really. That's the that food hasn't it. changed. So. <laughs> Are they somehow genetically passing information along? <laughs> I don't, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, it makes you think about it, though, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, that fish, like a, like a bass, right? Those bass, if that male's in that bed, he's going to see a lot of lot of drop shot, a lot of that kind of stuff in his face, and they'll get kind of educated now. Yep. Do they remember that in the next year? I don't. I, right? I mean, they don't have a really big brain. It's you have a hard time
1: Zach, believing that. But. contact your DNR buddies. That tell them to start doing some testing on that stuff. How
0: do you how do you even start? I don't know.
4: But the salmon thing makes you think about it, right? Yeah. Like a whitetail tail
0: learns, yep. deer learn. Oh yeah. Right. Why well, wouldn't the fish learn? Well, the way that I look at it is this: is how do you explain the fact that a bird that's born in Wisconsin knows just where to go, where all the other birds of that species from yeah. all over the country?
1: Is that like jump off a bridge type thing? Like, hey, everybody oh. else is doing it, I well <laughs> do it. But well, yeah, that's a different thing. How
4: does a, how, how does a monarch get back to Mexico? <laughs> Like really, like what? they got such little wings. Yeah, <laughs> they go all the way, <laughs> right? Like and then they, they come back, right? They all go back to Mexico, right? Yeah, like wherever they go all the way go. down right. to Mexico and then come
1: right. back. It's Man, we are longer. we are on a topic that. Although we were just talking about <laughs> yeah, fish being just... smart,
4: I just I don't you know it makes you think. You don't yeah. you know the salmon thing's always been the one to me because they only live for four years. Yep. So how does that does that get genetically passed through into the into their eggs, just like the stream they respond in? Because <laughs> a naturally spawning salmon they'll go back to that they same do. stream in four years they don't go back there in year three Matt they go back I mean, there in year four, four years, yeah. right to the exact same stream that they were responding like it's got to get passed along so why couldn't this, some of this fishing stuff get passed along
1: um Nick Rainier wants to know and I think you kind of mentioned that a little bit did anyone else fish around you or uh, fish around you up there
3: I did not see another boat I've seen boats go by but nobody else fished around me that's that's, all, feel that's
1: pretty the good. best feeling ever yeah Kind of like lay like oh, you yeah. get your camel on. Well, oh, you I'm don't just have an everyday to, fisherman up here. Well, the here. big thing
4: is is when you're fishing for five big bites, where this is different than MLF, we've talked about that a lot. Yep. Year, you're fishing for five big bites. That school might only have those five, maybe six, seven fish in it.
1: Right. Especially you need if you're it. not see I mean, I right. know you're making long But You long need calves.
4: every one of those fish. You can't have somebody else in there taking that fish or you don't catch
1: it.
3: Like,
4: that's just, right.
1: Right? I mean, that, that's,
4: that,
3: that can come back and hurt you.
1: Well, and, and we found out, like, on the uh, the very first Wisco where guys actually shared a spot. I mean, up there, there's a lot of water. You hope you don't have to share a spot, right. but... Well,
4: and it happens, and right? And if
1: that school is but so limited...
4: It definitely ups your odds big time if you're not competing with anybody else. Yes. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? It ups yeah. your odds huge Yeah, you're not having to compete.
1: Yeah, I see Brandon just joined, so good morning to everybody that's joining in. Again, we're joined with Gary, the uh, second Wisco Bass winner. Brought it also home with the big bass as well. We just covered that topic. That was a six and a half pounder. Yes. Nice. That's awesome. So now we're now we're we're, we're in line. We're how, I don't I didn't see the the weigh in. I mean, where were you at in line? And I mean, were you one of the middle run guys?
3: I was. I was one of the middle guys. Um, when I and I, I believe 23 pounds was leading it when I when I weighed in.
1: Okay. And then
3: obviously I I weighed what I weighed, and then it sat there for a long time until. Travis came in. And and I looking at his fish in the bag, I'm like, God, he looks like he's got a good bag of fish there. And he did. I mean I only beat him by a pound. Right. So, you know, and, and I'm sure he caught him on the bed. So going in I didn't <laughs> think bed fishing would win it. But I'll tell you what, he came very close. And Travis is a good fisherman. I've known right. Travis for years. And uh and, and he spent some time up there during the week.
1: Well, as in spite of him struggling, from what we understood too, he said he had a couple of you know tricks up his sleeve, just like it sounds like you did, and that that it just goes right down to experience, mm-hmm. you know.
4: He had. Can he, your boat
1: do it, and can you, you know, are you willing to do it as well? He told right.
4: me going in he had 70 fish marked, he, 70 he, beds marked. He told me. Yeah, I, I And I see, he probably
3: fished every one of them. I, <laughs> I seen him on Saturday in the flats with his flogger hanging over the boat. In twelve feet of water, <laughs> watching fish, you know.
1: Well, so that that flock, that's the cone thing. That's that that the cone
3: thing. Yes. Is that
1: really only for smallie world? Is that only only when you bring that thing out? Yeah,
3: typically largemouth don't bed that deep. Yep. They're typically you six feet. You can see them. As, six feet. You can usually s- see them with your eyes.
1: Right. Right. But
3: smallies, they'll bed as deep as twenty-five feet of water.
1: Really? Yes. Huh. I did not know that. Education right away. You never want to share your spot, no matter where you are. So yep. that's no, what that's what Nick said.
4: Can't, I mean, you're already. It's hard enough to beat the fish. When you got to beat the fish plus the other guy you're fishing against, that's not easy to do.
1: Right. You know right. I mean? So, so now we're going towards the uh, the thought process. Brandon. But, oh, by the way, oh.
4: Brandon says great job on the win. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> and he's coming for it. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we said that for him. Hey,
3: it's still early. It's still anybody's game as far as angler of the year. Um, it just boils down to being consistent. Yep. I've learned that over the years. Yep. I mean, you You don't have to win any of them, but if you're in all of them. Yep. At the end of the year, you'll be right there for a chance to take the angler of the year.
1: So, uh, 20 plus years of experience in the, uh, the the tournament world. How are you feeling about the Wisco, the atmosphere, and everything like that?
3: I love it. I love it. I, I was telling him earlier about I'm fishing the Bassmaster Opens this year also, and and I'm and I'm also doing very competitive in there. I'm actually 11th in the angler of the year race in oh, that. Awesome. In, in that. Yep. So, but what, what we have this year is we got a long wall between Smith Lake, which was in first week of April in the Mississippi River lacrosse, which is in August. Oh, wow. No. So I, this is going to keep me on top of my game all yes. summer. Yep. I mean, the competition that's now in this Wisco is not much different than the competition.
1: And they're doing that, a really good job past of, of, past of getting opens. boats into them. I mean, we had 58 boats going into this one. Now, I was wondering about that as I was looking at the standings. Did all 58 fish? Because I was looking at, was it 54?
4: All the zeros are guys that just didn't catch
1: okay. anything. Okay. <laughs> There's Sorry. there's quite a bit of zeros too, but
4: it happens, man.
1: It, it happens. happens. I mean, like you said, you're you're battling well, the, the fish. the big
4: thing with some of those guys, I, I don't know many of those guys. I know a couple of them. If you're not used to the bay, you're not used to big water. You come around that corner, six footers. It it's intimidating. A sh- it scares the shit out of you. Yeah, it does. It really does, because it's the same thing. They they know you go in. I make the wrong move. I spear a wave. You know, which is basically nose into wave yep. water everywhere flooded situations bad. You, you get seconds, and it's you're you know you're toast. Kyle nope.
1: Weston says, Gary is the man. He's <laughs> so got some fan clubs, so we appreciate all the comments and everybody joining us right away this morning. Thank you, Kyle. So we're, we're feeling good right now. We're leading the angler of the year. We're chasing that, that TRS sponsorship, which is awesome. I mean, we're That's, excited to a good guy like you, a good guy like any of the guys in the, in the series. Where we want We want that to happen for everybody. Now we go look at the Green Lake thing. I mean when do you start kinda I don't what are the rules again? Can you when how far can fish whenever you want? You can fish it whenever you want. Yep. When do you start turning that that on?
3: Um I will be out there this Sunday looking at things. There's a tournament out this weekend, so I don't want to mess anybody up, but I will be out there looking. I won't be fishing.
1: Do you pay attention pretty closely to that tournament and see um, what
3: I'll be at the way in to see what kind of weights are, are brought in. Yep. Um I, I believe things will change over that week. I I'm sure they're still on the beds there. Spawning. Yep. Um, and it'll probably change because we're in for some nice weather this coming up week. But, um, I have had some success on big green before, so, um, I, I know where to look for the fish. Yep. I just want to see where they're at and, and as far as the spawn, and know what to expect, and then I'll be out there the following Saturday. Yep. I'll actually be fishing, getting ready to, for Sunday.
1: For. Now, a lake like that, that's multi-species as far oh, yeah. as bass. Policy, yep. Yep. What, what do you do as far as, I mean, if you cruise around the shallows and you're not seeing largies, do you automatically start targeting the smallie bite, or how does that work for a situation like that?
3: Um, I'm a smallmouth fisherman. Okay. I'm going to go after the smallmouth. That, that's what I'm going to do. Yep. Um, I know the lake good enough to, the, to where I, I think I can find them. Um, if they're on the beds, great. They'll be easier to catch because there are some big fish in that lake. <laughs> If they're not on the beds, they're not going to be far from where they were on beds, and I'll be able to target them that
1: way. Nice. I'm excited. It's going to
4: actually be a real shootout. It
3: should be. And for
4: for us from a media standpoint, I'm excited because it's easy to get around that whole lake. You know what I mean? It's, not, it is. it's yeah. not Winnebago trying to film on Winnebago or the Bay where right. guys could be 60 miles apart.
1: Well, and, as, and the same, there's no secrets out there as well, right? I mean, you can, that, that lake is big, but you can also make it across it in a short time oh, with a yeah. nice boat. I'll
4: probably end up doing about 10, 10 laps in that thing film with the With, with you guys. the film group,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris said that he knew he was in the wrong spot when he didn't see Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so that means that means people pay attention. I mean, oh, the, yeah. you, you definitely got a little bit of a target now, especially. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 I
3: do have to be careful out there sometimes. I mean, people know who I am, and yep. they, they they pay attention.
1: They pay attention. You're, they know how successful you can be and everything like that. So, well, that's that's uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, I just... I love, I love everything that's going on with it, and it's really – Brian warned me of it. He goes, once you start seeing these tournament things, you're going to want to be a part well, cause of it. Well, because you're a
4: competitive guy. Yep. And once you get old, like we're getting older, mm-hmm. there's not so much you get competitive stuff you can do, right? right. Playing sports hurts. <laughs>
1: <You know? laughs> yes. Well, you got, well, it sounds like if you're pounding on six-foot waves, too, that well, that can, that know, can take I, a toll. I'm still feeling it. Oh, I man. I am, yep. I'm still feeling it. Right. Do you do a lot of just recreational fishing in between then? Uh, are you so focused on tournament stuff that...
3: I'm always getting ready for the next one.
1: You're always... Re- so... And you, you're you coming from the Green Bay area, so you're not yes. far from the, from the big water like that. You can go right. out there whenever you want. And yeah.
3: And in fact, Travis and I fished a Thursday night or um, the week before out of the Fox River, and I think we had 17 pounds and three fish. <laughs> you fished with him? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I, we teamed up. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm... I'm I, I'm even hitting the little things on the, during the week, and I'm just trying to stay on top of my do game.
1: Do you fish a lot of other tournaments, like local ones? Um,
3: I used to fish a lot of local stuff. Um, not so much anymore. No, you're just my kinda... my job doesn't allow me to do that because I'm on the road so much. Yep. Yep. Um, I I do take my boat wherever I go. Really? So I do get to fish a lot of places all over the country, which has also helped me.
1: Wow, that's pretty so cool.
3: Typically, I work a five ten week, and I hit the weekends i hit the local lakes <laughs>
4: Wow, that's awesome <laughs> so i
3: get to fish all over
1: all over the well place. that helps
3: too it
4: does it that definitely helps well it just because no matter where you go in the country fishing they all do it a little differently right right everyone's got different color different scheme different whatever and it all helps it does add two things because typically those things work all over the place it's just maybe you didn't think about it or Different color patterns or whatever. Yeah,
1: that's a that's a good point. Like, are there some tactics that people do in a different that you brought back here and found to be really, really successful? Yes, I absolutely. Mean, what's that? What's that umbrella bait that the, the well, Alabama the umbrella, rig? Yeah. Yeah,
3: that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a wink, wink? That don't work. That's, or? that's a wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: try that bait. <laughs> well, excuse me. Um, man, I'm just. Just, I'm so pumped up for this Green Lake one. I can't wait to get it out there. It should be
3: pretty awesome. It will be. A, it'll be a good. it good.
4: Time and
1: it's. To... I'm excited. Like it, not. To, I missed the filming part. Well, of I it think.
4: All. I think this last weekend. When was it? Thursday. They had a club tournament on Green, and I thought it was twenty-five or twenty-six to win it.
3: I, I don't doubt that at all. I think all.
4: it was. I mean, the smallies were up in. You know whatever, but I think it was twenty-five or twenty-six to win it.
1: Is that what you were finding? What when no, you? That's fishing? what.
4: I, well, if I would, I would have had pushed them twenty-five when I was there that day.
1: Okay. And now is this all smallies? Mm -hmm.
3: There are some giant smallies in that lake. It'll give the bay the the run for the size-wise, not the
1: quantity. Not the quantity. That's
4: literally my favorite lake to fish. I love that lake.
1: Well, it's it's nice for a it's lot clear, of us. It's clear. It's
4: got big fishing. I mean just everything in there is big.
1: Well, a, huge, a lot of a <laughs> lot of different species. You never yep. know what so what cast what you're well, going to pull in. Well, I'm pretty sure it's
4: got that Cisco base in it, there, which is does. where you get your big fishes from the Cisco. Yep. Okay. they got more grease in them than other and, fish, so. and,
3: and another thing about Big Green is you can't overlook the largemouth in there. There are some giant largemouth. Oh yeah.
4: What well, you th- we can know a guy like Colin Martin, he's that's he's like, Thank God I get to go catch green fish and all. It's funny, like you're a smallmouth guy, he's like I hate He's a largey guy. I hate those fish. He even moths. said that he stopped <laughs>
1: into the shop before the tournament last weekend and he goes, I just gotta get through a couple of these small tournaments. This is the main one. Let me get the flipping stick back in my hand, start pounding on some brush and things like mm-hmm. that, and get them them green backs up there. So I mean, just some of the local lakes out by me, I was seeing some fish on beds. Now, they weren't big, big fish. I mean, they're your cookie cutters, pounders, or so on and so forth. So, I mean, but as a wading guy, when I walked in the water, it was pretty chilly. I don't have the, the temperature rigs and all that kind of stuff, so I couldn't tell you exactly what it was. But a big, clear lake like that, I mean, what do you think water temps are sitting right there?
4: They were, last week, they were 50. 53 i think
1: did you get rain last night yeah, oh yeah it rained hard last night so that's gonna play effect too right oh,
4: yeah. mm-hmm. well and see big green's 200 feet deep
1: yep yeah, yes, so right. if we so get, water's if we get some cold wind. i mean
4: it's cold down there all the time so the same thing that happened on the bay if we get some real strong how's that lake set up kind of like northeast ish yes. right yep. so if we get any of that northeast southwest winds a lot like the bay It'll blow right down that whole lake and cool it right cool off Cool it right too. off and yep. then
1: push them fish back out a little bit yep, deeper. It could do the
4: same thing. That that lake's deep and cold. I mean, it never, it doesn't warm up 200 feet down ever. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no,
1: no, 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 no,
0: no. yeah.
4: So that's. It'll be awesome. That's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, me too.
0: Zach, you pretty stoked for the Green Lake one? Oh, I'm super stoked. I'm excited <laughs> to have the uh, media back. You know what the
4: problem is, is we're talking about <laughs> all these big fish, and he's into micro-fishing. So. <laughs> there's no micro-fishing no micro in Big Green. Well, well there probably is, but it, not much. I think <laughs> you, hit
1: the, you hit the nail on the head. I think, you know, the Wisco fans are excited for it, and we're definitely excited to get back on the boats. Yep. I mean, oh, it, yeah that the the national anthem in the morning mm-hmm. the engines running the smell of you know the feel in the air it just
3: it, it, as long as i've been doing this i still get chills when that happens the butterflies it's, kick the, in they kick in
1: oh that's man that's why i
3: do this i mean the, i'm i'm a competitive competitive person and the chills and the i'm a, it just excites me
1: you're not the guy with the boat that goes 90 are you no, no sir that's Who greg, is? greg Klug. oh yes. okay we want, you want to get in that one? It's, no. Are you sure? I or, don't. Yeah, are you I sure? Don't. Especially, like, in the conditions that you guys just came from. On well, the, he wasn't doing that in those m- long No, I yet. know that. <laughs> I know that. But well, when, when, uh, Jared and I came across the lake on Bagel. I'll still go back to it. I mean, it was a little rough ride, and there was only, like, maybe two footers out there. So, I don't know. I just keep hearing about this 90-mile-per-hour boat, and let's go <laughs> fast, you know. It goes fast. It, it's got
3: to be flat calm for him to run that boat
1: 90 miles an hour. Right. Well, how how fast does your boat go, then? 70-71.
3: <laughs> what are you running?
4: A skeeter, obviously?
3: Yeah, 21-footer. Nice.
4: Nice. Nate says, actually, this is a really good point. He says, don't forget about all the pleasure boats on Big Green. So, on a, at, you know, is that something that you take into
3: account a little bit? Uh, After, what, 10 o'clock, it's, it's, it's busy. It's wake time y- yes, out there. Yes, You do have to take that into consideration, and it, it can be a problem on Big Green. So,
1: you got to go for your fish right away in the morning before that happens, well, especially right? Especially the shallow ones. Yes.
3: If you've got shallow <laughs> There's a
4: lot of bull traffic on green. Uh, does
1: Silly, again, a silly question. I like to state that a lot, but, I mean, do them fish really push right off the beds when they get that much pound and wake on the shorelines?
3: I, I If it's they're real shallow and it's affecting them, yes. If they're down five, six feet, I don't think it's going to – if they're on the bed, that's not going to affect them.
1: Well, and that was – It's uh, going to
3: make it hard to see them. But it's,
1: correct. But it's, they still got to hang around there. I mean, yeah. otherwise it's just a smorgasbord for every other fish on the water. Right. Correct. Now, when you were back in the Sturgeon Bay thing, I mean, the waves, were, were they pretty big in that bay as well or not as bad?
3: Where I was, the the way the shoreline runs, it was actually, I was in tight enough to where it actually knocked the waves down a bit. I mean, it was, wasn't was calm, yep. but, but, the, but it was fishable.
1: I just wonder, if making long casts like that, did you miss any fish?
3: Um, Not that I know of.
1: Not that you know I, of?
3: I, I, yeah, because I used I use the PowerPro line and the fluorocarbon line. Yep. And I use a real sensitive rod. I, I pretty much feel
1: everything. You feel, yeah. I feel the bottom, feel the sand, yes. and each granule, and all that kind of good stuff. Yes. Now, is there any any sponsors that you want to call out in that kind of you know thank your sponsors?
3: Um, Skeeter Yamaha, obviously. Uh, Anchor Marine over here in Appleton. Um, they take care of me over there. Yep. Uh, Rick and Greg and his son Eric. They they're good mechanics. They're good people over there. Yep. Um, if anybody's out there looking for a boat, go see them. They'll take care of you. And they're, they're the top-notch mechanics over there as far
1: as Yamaha and, and Makota. Well, and that's huge. I mean, if you ever have any issues with that kind of stuff, you got to have a good boat mechanic to go to. Yes. Do you do any kind of maintenance on that stuff on your own?
3: I mean, I, I go over my boat. I make sure everything stays tight, but as far as when it comes to engine work and stuff like that.
1: Those
4: things, if you take the lid off of those it's new a- all-ports, <sighs> well, number one, you can't even look at it without a computer. Right. They have computers that plug oh, in really? all the diagnostics. Just like your
1: car nowadays. Pretty much. And yep. then,
4: you know, I don't know about the Yamahas, but, like, on my Merc, where you've got to, like, you've got to
3: have special tools just to get in there
1: to you get, get plugged You you
3: do, yes. I run a four-stroke, so I I don't mess with it.
1: No. It's just smarter that way. Those guys are professionals at it for a reason. Let them do that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, and I've been running Yamahas for probably 10 years now, and knock on wood, I haven't had a serious issue yet. Good.
1: Good. Well, you don't want to have to worry about it. You want to trust in your equipment, and it sounds like that's doing it for you and Mm -hmm. everything like that, so... Well, Nathan, yeah, you still commented on the, the pleasure boaters and all that kind of stuff. And the nicer the weather is, there's going to be a lot more of that yep. going out there. Yeah, I, I mean, think
4: the perfect tournament day on Big Green would be uh, overcast, super cloudy rain. Keep all those people on shore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you agree? Right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm
3: personally hoping they're off the beds and they're offshore again. Um, I think that's where I'll do better. Yep. Because um, if they're on beds... Everybody will be fishing the same way. So.
1: Well, and you really got a key on your electronics then when you're off the off the shorelines like that. Yes. I mean, you got to be able to see those fish. I was watching the MLF yesterday, and those guys were like vertical jigging like they're walleyes. I mean, they were casting, yeah. and their eyes were peeled right to their their electronics in the front of the boat, mm-hmm. and they were drifting right over the top. So one of the guys said that they fish d- in those trees. Uh, I think I they're fishing. Yeah, they were fishing. I think they're fishing submerged structure okay. way off of points. But he even made the comment that he goes, I'm making long casts for right now, and watching it it must be a side imaging, watching that kind of stuff. And then he goes, before I go to the next spot, though, then he goes, I'll push up on that spot. And then use the down imaging to see if there is any fish that he can just drop shot right on or, you know, drop a bait right sure. on top of because they might be tight lipped in that kind of situation. So I would imagine that if we get the beautiful weather, like you said, we're running and I haven't checked the, the 10 day or the five day. Are we looking at some beautiful it's weather? The
4: rest of the week. Here. Yeah, it's going to be real warm. And then this we, week. so
1: then who knows what's going to happen right. next week? It's too far out. Too far out, right? But then, you know, so the electronics are going to play a huge game. So, I mean, anybody that doesn't have a good investment in that kind of thing, too, is going to already be behind the That is correct. See, I'm getting smarter so this. You're figuring it, out. Figuring I it you, out. i told I told you. <laughs> I'm figuring it out. I told you. <laughs> Just watching and learning and listening and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I was using a creature bait. I've never fished one of those before <laughs> in my life, and I was having a blast doing it this weekend.
4: <laughs> well, see, a lot of those lakes you're fishing are totally untapped. They don't get fished hard. I mean, they do maybe bluegills, Bluegill, panfish, all that kind of stuff. I know. Not like
1: this. I'm waiting for you to bring your big boat out there. Let's go Let's catch some it. fish. Let's do it.
0: I'm in. <sighs> Zach, what's going on back there? Not a whole lot. You got any Just questions? You, you were up there, Zach. Yeah, I was up there. Um, well, I know I had asked this before we went live, but did you lose any equipment during the, uh,
3: I
1: did
0: hunt?
3: not. I did not. I, okay. I oh, d- is
0: that something that happened? Yeah. Yes. There was a lot of, uh, what? Electronics falling in the water. Lots Bombs of power probably. poles, power poles, power poles, getting what? Right off. Talons. just coming right off, coming off. So we weren't breaking. the only ones who had a bad day.
1: <laughs> are you serious? Like yes. lost oh, forever. It's, yeah. Yes. It's
4: bad. It can get bad, dude. Like six footers are no joke.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in a situation like that, it ain't like a bolt's popping out. Is that ripping out of the... Well, a
4: lot of times, if the power pole breaks, I mean, there's a pretty heavy bracket on your jack plate, and there's four bolts hanging it on. it flows shears, it's just...
1: <laughs> no way. Yeah.
3: Yeah, if you look at my boat, you can tell it's set up for the Bay of Green Bay. Right. My trolling motor's got a ram mount on it. Um, everything I've got is cinched down with big hardware. <laughs>
1: I didn't know that. You didn't yeah. tell me that. Guys were losing stuff. Yeah. Forever and ever, like it's gone off their boat. Oh yeah. yeah. Forever and sinking ever. Sinking in ever the ever. bottom of Sturgeon Bay. Yep. I mean, is that insurance?
4: See, I was when I was a lot younger, fishing tournaments. I used to break a lot of shit. Now I realize that it's really expensive to fix that stuff, so now I just go slower.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I do too, because my body just can't take it anymore. <laughs> well,
4: I don't want to spend the. You f- <laughs> I mean you know what I mean? You drop your five thousand dollar unit in the lake. Right. Adios. I bet, oh, no. Taking a
0: swim.
1: <laughs> I mean, and you can. I mean, that water is so clear at some of those spots. Can you drive over and see well, that stuff?
4: No. Well, like Let's say for Gary, for instance, if he's leaving from Little Sturgeon going up the bay, if he's taking the most direct route, which is a straight line, you know, get out around Snake Island, it's 80 feet of water. You get out <laughs> off of Larson's <laughs> Reef, it's 150, 200. I've spent a lot of time on the bay. 150, 200 feet of water, you ain't finding it. It's just bye-bye.
1: I didn't
0: even I'm sorry. I'm yeah. just dumbfounded right oh, now. Oh,
4: yeah. It's huge. That place is a big, big You got to win
0: then. Yeah, it, like like I said to you though yesterday was it sounded like it was a pretty cool cool experience for these guys to experience. You know, you're going out there to on a mission with these big waves and the guys that took the chance to take them on. I mean, one of the guys live streamed for like 10 seconds out there and his boat is literally going vertical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, wow." I uh, I don't know if I how I could have handled that one. <laughs>
4: I've had over the years back when I used to walleye fish, I had a lot of people, oh, that's such a great job, you know, because walleye fishing's always out in the big, right, 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 right. Well, you're never right. in the back cove or whatever you're out mm-hmm. there, right, chasing those big fish. Everyone's like, oh, you got a great deal. When can I come along until they, you know, hey, here's me and my five-footers for the next six
1: hours, you know, they they don't like that. <laughs> it's no joke. <laughs> that is, that is me. Am- I mean, is that an insurance claim, though? Is that how that works on that kind of stuff? I, I don't know
3: if, I mean, if you went out there <laughs> on your own discretion and. I don't know how an insurance company would handle
4: that. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Depends on what you tell them, probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> our, uh, our, one of our bull reps here, our Hoyt rep, says, I'll be signed up for scuba classes by next week. <laughs> I mean, think about the electronics your, and stuff that are down there. Your lakes would be
4: fun to scuba dive. Oh, yeah. that would You'd learn a lot.
1: And I think, you know, a little off topic, I think some of those lakes out by me, you can spear gun.
3: Oh, really? Oh, wow.
1: See, really? I know
4: Big Green's actually a big for scuba For panfish
1: only. Yes. Huh. Uh, double you check your rules gun and regulations. Double check the rules and regulations, but oh man, I mean, I think I think you can spear gun out let's there.
4: Let's do it. Let's get. I want to get certified for scuba.
1: Yes, your insurance should handle that. Yeah, yeah, speaking <laughs> of to, Tony Mollica, if you're not familiar with who he is, yeah, our insurance professional said, yes, your insurance. Nice. Do you? I mean, does that cover Tony? Does that cover front to back on your boat then and everything included, just like it would your house, I would imagine. He just
4: says if you have the right policy, that's the kicker. <laughs> Got to have the right Gotta insurance. Have the okay.
1: guys that are Comprehensive coverage. Guys that are not sure, go talk to Tony Mollica. He'll make sure the next time you go to Sturgeon Bay, your boat's insured fully. <laughs> so when you're dropping 30000 of dollars of stuff at the bottom of the water well i know like how frustrated kyle was on the on the bagel tournament for wisco with his stuff network working now that was just an electrical flaw or whatever like that right. but i couldn't imagine and if you're going out in the morning you don't have that right i mean on this, on, on the on sturgeon bay how useful are power poles can they go down that far depending well, depends on depends
3: when... where you are if typically this time of year they're real helpful because most guys are fishing
1: shallow okay did you use utilize equipment like that for i didn't
3: you? I, I i got it all treks so i just I got up wind of it, hit the tricks, fished out of the back of the boat. Spot lock is <laughs> probably the biggest game changer
4: in it fishing. Is.
1: That's Not, exactly what MLF said yesterday. It
4: is. Now, supposedly Lawrence is coming out with a bow mount. I, The mount. Some of those pro guys have it already. Lorance is coming out with one. Garmin's coming out with one. And I think all these new ball mounts in the next five years are all going to have this GPS locking. Who knows what else they're going to come out with? I don't know. But. It is the biggest game changer in fishing, period.
1: Well, especially in a singles atmosphere because you hit that spot lock and you have to rig up. You got to, you know, get a fish off or anything like that. Oh. They said it's like having that second man in a boat, but, he, you know. Well, it, if
4: you've ever, you know, growing up, you anchor, right? That's just what we did. That's what we did. There is no bigger pain in the ass than anchoring a boat. And Especially, you know, maybe if you're just fishing a you know weed flat or something, you don't care. But if you're trying to fish this specific corner of this cane bed or this weed bed, trying to get with the wind, get your boat set up right so that your your stinking floats would go where you want, mean, that's a pain. It is. (laughs) You know, this is not an issue anymore between between power poles or talons, and spot lock. It is an absolute game game changer. changer. It really is.
1: I'm just trying to read the comments here. Um, well, and especially with an anchor line, I mean, look how many times you run the risk of losing a fish too. Pumpkinhead. That's Kyle. Oh, okay. Him <laughs> oh,
3: and I got a little thing going. <laughs> all
1: right.
4: I figured. Well, I figured it was
1: him. I just. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but hey, whatever works. Is that like a pet name or something? Oh. Or I don't. Know? <laughs> yeah, Nick. Nick says that. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> yeah, t- Tony, Tony. We're back on the insurance thing. Tony commented that cheapest is not the best when it comes to boats. We all know that because. I mean, boat Bolts stands aren't for cheap. right. Well, it bust out another thousand, right? That's what the the word for boat is. And then uh, Nick Rainier says, "Renters insurance will cover rods and reels. Anything else not permanently attached to your boat, theft or loss. Rods bounced off the dock or the deck. So uh, I just, I just can't imagine, you know, because that stuff's not cheap to begin with.
3: Well, it's not.
1: And if you're going out in the morning, like I was trying to say, is and now you, you have. What do you do if you, you got to have the spot locked then, right? Well, it wrecks your whole day if you start losing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I Take mean, first hit. of all, now you're dejected because you're like, holy man, I uh, just dropped off. A, I don't even know what those things cost. Now you got to go up and try to fish, you know, confidently the yep. rest of the day when you're already behind the eight ball you're pretty much thinking at that point you got to win <laughs> i got <win laughs> you know, to I, I win this one and i got to win this one and i got to win every single other win one win the next
4: four the next four just... well that's what you're right But that's why i've always like we talked to travis about you know guys want a if professional you're it, bass fish depending on how you want to go i mean the money is not always the most the best reason to fish these right mm-hmm. you know depending if you can't financially afford to do it right. it's not cheap right right and that's right. why i've right. always that's why i've always went with the if it takes me an extra five minutes to get there, save all my stuff, you know hopefully that five minutes doesn't cost me my spot, but whatever.
3: That was the philosophy I took leaving Little Sturgeon is I'm just gonna take my time. Yep. And if I get there and it took me an hour and twenty minutes, but it paid off. When I got there, the fish were there.
1: Paid off in a couple different ways. Well, typically if it's rough, you're okay. Right. Because
4: most guys won't make the run. I When I used to fish walleye tournaments, they were always out of uh, Metro down Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And I always made the runs north. So just to get to, like, Larson's Reef was 35 miles, right, or plus. Well so the further you run like that, you don't. The less there are. It's just every five miles you go, there's less and less people willing to make that run. So you got the time. I once made a, a run to Larson's Reef in six and a half footers. It took me three and a <laughs> half hours. From Metro to get there.
1: On <laughs> a walleye tournament? Yeah. How many hours did you have total? the fish like that day? two. Did it pan out? Oh, yeah, I won.
4: They were there. I mean, <laughs> Well, I, it's like Gary just, said. it You just mean, had to get there. I knew you, if I got there, it was You were over. all in. Yeah. I knew if I – I actually had a camera lady in my boat for that tournament, and she's like, we're into it, and I'm just
1: driving. She's like, how much longer? I'm like, you don't want to know. <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> it's like the kids in the back seat. Don't ask. Like, you don't We're don't only five know. minutes closer than we were <laughs> You know? It's – She's throwing up. We got it's pretty funny on the comments here. We got our we got our insurance battle. Yeah, insurance battle going on. I mean, this is a good time too. If anybody else has got some questions for Gary, these guys are just totally going back and forth on oh, the no, insurance. Nick's,
4: Nick's gonna have Tony looking at his, his truck policy. Oh, or there you go, Tony. That's we'll awesome. we'll
1: take a percentage of that commission. Yep, Tony, commission's coming. Come spend it. He's a big supporter. <laughs> he usually comes spend it at the real shot, anyways. So, well, yeah, we got we're back to Green Lake coming up. That's going to be an exciting one. Then we go oh, to, yeah. then we take a break for a while just like you were saying yep. the tournament you're also fishing then we would have to wait till August. July is a busy crazy month. Then we go to Shawno Lake. And we're we're going to probably go check out Shawno Lake here in the next couple of days to go see what's going on with that, make sure the cell phone coverage and everything like that is good. Do a little bit of fishing ourselves. I hopefully I can get on the water pretty soon with the BK Lounge and Test some stuff out. but
4: go to green, like, soon. These next two weeks are going to be really good. Really good, good fishing.
1: Well, yeah. and that's the th- that was my next question. Is Sturgeon Bay still going to be good for a while yet? Because as the water warms up further north, mm-hmm. it just continuously you gets can, better and You can and chase the
3: water temperature north.
1: And just, and it, I mean, there's guys catching. They're catches.
4: not going to spawn up on Washington Island until, like, August. Right. <laughs>
1: and that's why a lot of people like that. I mean, so right. if, if there's people out there that have never experienced that, you still have plenty of time to get out there, you mm-hmm. know, and, and. Catch those big smallies, and I heard it's just like an aquarium at times up there. It can be. I mean, just,
3: they'll come in hundreds. you If it, on a flat, calm day, you can see in the water, and there'll be hundreds of them just pushing in. Oh, this
1: week. its just a tease right now. I'm—I wanted so bad. Let's go, Brian.
4: Well, we could go. Let's go right we now. We should go Thursday. I just made sure I got what?
1: I got baseball Thursday night. We gotta be back by a certain time. See, this is
4: this this family stuff, man. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Thanks. Thanks for reminding right, me. We'll talk. Let's talk. <laughs> we'll talk. Zach, any other questions going on here?
0: No, not really.
4: I mean so what, what I was just gonna ask, so Big Green, not without giving anything away, what do you think like the top five presentations are gonna be? Like as a whole?
3: Oh, um, good question. That's a good question. Jigs. Probably an A-Rig. Um, drop shots plays there also. Some guys like to crank.
1: Is it's a jerk bait a good lure or a hard bait out there? I know
3: early on it is. That's why I caught him on last week. Early, early on, on it is baits. when the water, could be that pre-spawn bite. With the spring
1: that we're having, though, is that, I mean, it might still play in, right?
3: It could. It could. The next two, week, next two weeks of weather will tell you that. What I've learned
4: is, I haven't been bass fishing very long, but what I've learned that jerk bait it's all water temp related. Right. That's what I've
1: learned. Because it's got to be an active bite, right? It's got to be
4: fifty to fifty-five. It, for me, it's forty-five to fifty-five. Okay. Yep. That's what I've learned. Like I said, I'm still learning this game, but that's what
1: I've figured out. And is that because it is it is it a reaction bite, or they got to be super active, or is this because that pause is what triggers the bite when it's in their face? It's a
3: lot of it's reaction. I mean, that 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 snap of that bait, it triggers them. Yep. And and and, and that water temperature is warming up just a little bit. And they want to feed. and They're going to chase it.
1: They're going to yeah. They're going to go right for it's it. It's so
4: much. It's it's almost my favorite way to fish now. It is. It it's so
3: much fun. It, it used to be my favorite, <laughs> all time. I, you always saw a jerk bait in my hand, but I've learned a few other techniques since then. You
1: went a little more finesse mm-hmm. route, maybe yes, or yes. Yes, uh, that's my favorite way of fishing. In is um, what about the the up in the sturgeon bay or even green lake is the what is it the riser bait the spy bait the
3: spy bait spy baits will play i've caught a lot of fish with green on spy baits i I have caught them on (laughs) spy baits also on green
1: now that's a real slow presentation though just like a just like a marabou jig or something like that Mm -hmm. or even a tube like you were talking up on sturgeon bay you're just basically waiting for a fish to pass by it you just
3: cast it let it sink down to whatever depth you think they're at
1: and you're just slowly reeling it slow it's painful it is but it gets it gets bites that other baits oh, yeah. won't get. Correct.
3: I, I think
4: it works really well on pressured fish. Yes. Because it's just not there's no aggression to it. The fish doesn't get spooky. It makes no noise, so they're not getting. You know, what I mean, if everyone's throwing rattle traps or loud baits, this thing just comes through the water totally silent. Doesn't doesn't freak them out at all. It's pretty. Uh,
1: well, and it sits there a lot longer. They don't. They can think about it a little bit more and decide if that's what they want to eat right. or not hmm top five baits i like that one that's a good question there yeah, yeah. so i'm excited for that my excited. allergy
4: meds must be starting to kick in i can think straight
1: <laughs> <laughs> zach what was the oh, uh, it's killing me the allergies have been killing what was me. your thoughts on it up there in uh, sturgeon bay i know we had a slight malfunction with you know computers and whatnot
0: but i mean what what was your thought on the atmosphere up there i thought it was cool uh there was a, a little bit bigger crowd than when we were at winnebago oh uh, good it was a good good mix of people watching um I, th- I think there was more people, though, who zeroed out. So there was some, some disappointment coming from the anglers at the weigh-in, uh, which, I mean, you'll have that. Um, but as far as the overall reception, besides losing some gear and whatnot, everyone who was up there running through the ranks was having a great time. So uh, just getting to observe that, I think that was really, really sweet.
1: Where were there are a lot of guys jacked for the next one. Oh
0: yeah, because yeah,
1: you were saying a lot of guys that were fishing that one are definitely in for green. I mean, now you got to be in it to win it. Now at this point, I mean, there's no right. really no point in backing now. Do they out. have
4: 46 or something yes. right now
3: for they're, green? They're, they're mid 40s. Oh, night. with, with the, the whole cup.
4: with the whole week, right? Now registration closes this Sunday, mm-hmm. but they've done really well these last in, in the last two tournaments. The last week they've
3: picked up a lot. Picked of up dogs, a lot so. of guys. I'd right. be surprised if there wasn't at least mid 50s for this tournament.
1: Good.
4: When I. I still have not heard a negative thing about this tournament circuit, right? right? Now, we're mm-hmm. not not—we're sort of a part of it, but we don't have anything to do with nope, the running it's, of it's
1: it. it's purely those two guys. Kyle and Brent,
4: I, I haven't heard a negative thing from anybody. Mm, no. They all love the format. They love the weigh-in process. <laughs> they run it super smooth, clean, easy, efficient weigh-in. Takeoffs are awesome, great, you know, all that yep, kind of stuff. Yep, so.
1: and and then did the look like the stage format changed a little nope, bit as 47 well?
4: 47 as of right now.
1: Oh, nice. Yep. What, did the stage format change a little bit, too? They had yep. a bigger, even bigger banner. I didn't think that was possible. It yep. looked like in the background.
0: Yep. Yeah, they had everything moved into more of a directional line. Um, uh, I think they had twice as many um, of the, the tanks. Tanks? Okay. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, I think the best part about that, too, was just seeing how jacked everyone was for Green Lake, you know. Um, people just, they want to fish. And this is just something, especially with the media being back, for green lake i think that's gonna be a huge yep. kicker for people you know i think we set a precedent with the first one you know we couldn't control the second one but now right. the third one i mean we're back and well, it's gonna be go time the
1: other thing too is the buzz is happening now because mlf is coming to town quick right i mean it's then these guys are are right there chasing that kind I of found dream
4: the best school of mlf fish ever yesterday on bagel <laughs> Oh really? Oh yeah. I caught thirty <laughs> pound and a half to two pounders in like twenty five minutes. Nice. <laughs> it was as fast as I could get my bait back in the water.
1: Okay, so your guys twenty years tournament fishing, big five. What's your thoughts on the MLF format? Have you watched quite a bit of it or
3: I don't watch a lot of it. I'm still stuck in I like the big
1: five. You like your big five guy? I am. Um, yep. yep. I like
3: both.
4: I, I like both. I think I, I think it's really super fun to fish the big five. I think that the all the other things with the score trackers and stuff, the MLF, I think it would be a riot to do it. Like yesterday, I was kind of in that mindset just because they're coming to Winnebago. Yep. And I only had a certain amount of time because the uh, high school sectional baseball was in Winter County So I had to go work the fields and whatever yesterday, right? Yep. So I only had like three hours of fish. I'm like, how many fish am I going to catch in three hours? I didn't go for size. I'm like, I know a couple spots. Like, I want to see how many fish I can catch in three hours. And it's just <laughs> – I don't know how they – like when that, like Jacob Wheeler in the, la- like one of the early rounds, he had like 88 fish for
1: whatever. I mean, and they were, they were on him pretty good yesterday. But I don't know how too. you
4: even go through that many fish. Like the efficiency that those guys are moving at, catch a fish, rebait it, get in the water, weigh it, I mean, it's unbelievable. Yep. And I was, you know, I was by myself yesterday just kind of thinking about that. I'm like, it does add a little different element to, to tournaments. To it. Sure. Yep. I don't think it's good or bad. I think there was a lot of that when those, when that circuit started. It was, all this mm-hmm. sucks or. It's not the big f- – I just think it's different. I don't think it's – one's better than the other. It's just different.
1: Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. It's pretty – it's kind of a And it's to entertaining watch. to watch it, right? Nothing yep.
4: against watching you fish for five big fish all day, but then it's kind of boring, right, where guys just cr- cranking on them. It's just, at least it's something yep. to watch, you know. I don't now,
1: know. on the flip side of that, though, with the big five aspect, but I like the call portion of it all. Okay. I don't know – it's because I don't – And I, it's pretty simple. This fish is bigger than that fish. This one hits the water next, but, right. I, but all like that. But, I mean – you think you got a good limit, and bam! Now you're hooking to that. You know, now you got to. You have a six three in a boat. Now you're hooking to a six five. Toss that fish back in, and let's keep let's keep rolling on. You know that that part I think is really really cool. But I like the guy. I like to just see him hook set. I mean, that's the, that's what everybody goes out sure. there. Everybody watches NASCAR. To,
4: I like all of it. I watch all of it. I yep. watch bass. I watch FLW if I'm home. I watch MLF. I just I like all of it. Right. I don't really care. I just, it's awesome.
1: So. Let's say you're the winner of Angler of the Year. You win the sponsorship. Are you coming back to Wisco, or do you have aspirations to fish, to fish bigger and better things coming up?
4: He's already fishing the Opens, man. Yeah. Oh, is he? Is yeah, that, he is it I before. missed that point. No, I know, I know, know but I mean. Is
3: I, I'm hoping at the end of this year I'll be qualifying for the Elites. Okay. And if I do. Make the elites. I will give it a shot. It's always been my dream to get to the Bassmaster Classic. There it is. Um, I fished the Bass Nation for a number of, number of years. I've come so close to going to the Classic that through that route, and never got there. Um, but four years ago, I won our state championship on the cross, and then I went to Minnesota and I w- fished Vermilion Lake Vermilion. I won. The Northern Divisional Championship. Oh man! I went to Louisiana to fish the National Championship. Um, I led the first day. I fell back a little bit the second day, and I fell just a little short by ounces going to the Classic. Ugh. So I've had I've so had, close. I've had that taste in my mouth for yep. for a while now, and it's always been my dream. And I'm gonna do what I can
1: to try to get there. Let's let's get well, you. Well, like
4: we were there this year. Once you get there, I mean that's that's it right
1: well even even just to walk across the stage with a big bag or just getting to it just getting there it's it it was awesome
3: i mean anybody that's doing this i mean that's got to be a dream of theirs i mean
1: at some point right at some point absolutely yep make it make it and take it all so well cool we're gonna wrap this one up again gary thank you so much congratulations on the win best of luck going into uh green lake we're excited to be there. I couldn't say that enough today. I'm excited to get back in the boat and start filming this kind of stuff. I, I miss the rush of it. I miss the, the, you know, seeing the seeing the guys' reactions to maybe struggling a little bit and then also having some success. So we're excited to bring that to everybody again. And we're gonna call this one a day. And then as far as things going on in the store, we have Father's Day promotions coming up. We're gonna get that start launched yet this week. So we have some awesome sales coming up for that. We have a really good start on uh, 4th of July type stuff, so that's exciting. And then we're working hard for the MLF that's coming to town to try to at least get a couple fishermen in the store.
4: We have Ish Monroe already.
1: Is that the official announcement?
4: Nice. nice. I, well, <laughs> it was in writing. I saw it, so I think we can make an announcement. I don't know exactly what they yep. but Ish will be in the store.
1: Yep, that is that is one. We have a couple others, so to say, on the hook, You know, potentially making some time for us. And we're just gonna there have some issues.
4: Is willing to be here for a while too. Oh, really? Like, Do seminars? Yeah, we briefly talked about it
1: yesterday. We just we're just kind of hammering out fine details on that one. So that'll be exciting. And then, um, you know, a lot of those guys are gonna be in store to do some meet and greets type stuff. So is, we'll keep everybody informed on the details of that coming up. But um, other than that, it's just kind of day to day activities. And then remember, we will be covering the Wisco Bass Series Number Three on Green Lake, which is June 16th, and that will be also Father's Day weekend. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking for something to get for Dad, make sure to stop down in the real shot. Otherwise, tune in to Wisco Bass and see Gary put on a click on on that one too. I sure hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool, everybody. Thanks so much for joining in this morning. It's time to get to work. Gary, once again, thank you for making the time to come on in. And everybody, have a great weekend, and be safe.